You're the dummy that don't believe in science. All your projects always be denying. You're the dummy attention getter. Oh my gosh. That one goes out to our main man, Josh, who has the podcast, Lore You Can't Explore. Check it out for during one of our speeches, giving us that attention getter. A little intro. This one goes out to him. He's he's not here as a guest, but like this goes out to him. That was a a bad joke when he said it, and it's still a bad joke, but it oh, yeah. does no, make me good. smile, even though I hate it. I think it catches people off guard, and that's that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Even though that's not the point, but you got you got me. Stays enough, but I'm back now. So, if you remember from last week, we are recording this episode in advance. So, if there's any new Pokemon information and news, I'll put it here. Hey guys, Blake coming in with some Pokemon news and post. So, this coming Sunday, May 17th, from 11am to 5pm in Pokemon Go, there will be a event called the Carvana Incense Day. Now, what will happen during this is that during that time frame, when you use an incense, it will attract Carvana more often than normally. That's it here. I will see you guys later. And now, oh man, good job, Blake. Look, that was some good news. I was wondering why you went quiet. I'm like... Wait, what happened? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a freaking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, I need to give it a little area so I can kind of put it in there. And now we can get into the actual episode. Yes. So, this week, uh, we are doing the Pokemon Lapras that was introduced in the first generation of Pokemon back during Kanto, the red, blue, green, all that fun stuff. Yellow, can't forget about that one. Yellow's the best. Go team instinct represent now it was number 131 in the national pokedex and it is known as the transport pokemon lapras is dual type water and ice and although it is not known to evolve into or from any other pokemon it does have a gigantamax form that came from the sword and shield games lapras is name is is a corruption of the word laplace or laplace i'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced and which I believe, which I'll get into a little bit here in a bit, uh, which I believe is its Japanese name. Laplace is likely a reference to the mathematician Pierre Simon Laplace, who wrote several books on the mathematical properties of the sea and its tides. It may also be derived from Lapis Lazuli, a bright blue gem. So as I said, I believe this is its Japanese name, because that's what I found on Bulbapedia. But I found also in a lot of other places it also said that its Japanese is Raparasu, Hey, Blake here again, uh, coming in to say I did later look up Raparasu. I did a little research, and by research I do mean I just put Raparasu into Google Translate, which for some reason I didn't think of before, and what that means is Raparasu is just Laplace in Japanese, so that's why it says both, because they're the same thing, just in different languages. Man, I can be a little dumb sometimes. Well, I'll probably be back at the end of the podcast again. See you then. So, uh, Lapras has three abilities, with one of them being its hidden ability. These three abilities are Water Absorb, Shell Armor, and Hydration as its hidden ability. Water Absorb makes it so that when a Pokemon is hit by a Water-type move, instead of taking the effects of the move, it regains 25% of its max hit points. It's good. Gives you Water Immunity. Shell Armor prevents the Pokemon from receiving a critical hit, which is not a bad defensive ability protects you from those increase in damage, which, fun fact about critical hits, a critical hit will also bypass anything that is reducing the damage of the move. So if the opposing Pokemon has increased its defenses and you make an attack against it and it's critical, it will ignore the defensive boosts of the opposing Pokemon or it will ignore any attack drops for you. So it allows you to get more out of your attacks with crits. So that's another thing to Hmm. think about when creating with Pokemon. Now it's hidden ability hydration makes it so that while it is raining at the end of your turn you'll be cured of any non-volatile status conditions and it will activate before you take damage from burns or poison. Now this is a cool and nice ability. It only really works on rain teams so it's a little niche but it is definitely usable which we'll talk more about when we get into its competitive usage. So does rain team mean that like when the condition rain is happening on the field yeah so a rain team is a team that has 
Pokemon that will set up the rain weather and has Pokemon that benefit from it. Like, has ability, for example, with Lapras having hydration. Or having Pokemon with the ability Swift Swim, which doubles their speed during the rain, and which then also Water-type moves gain a 50% bonus. So you have the, all these buffs to it. So that's a, it's a common offensive team because of Swift Swim and stuff. So throughout all generations that weather's been around, there have been teams that are based around each weather condition uh to build your to build your team use stuff it is they they can be fun teams i've run some sun teams before okay they, they can be fun too i've also ran a hail team before but those ones are very niche not as good hmm. i will say sound fun though they are they are fun so this is the fun stuff that blake you have called the boring stuff on the google doc which i'm very much against because i'm gonna i want to take a little bit of the workload here because i felt bad and I also have, like, a second grade reading level, so bear with me while I do this. So, start it off. It has a basic 50-50 gender ratio. I personally believe that it's a 0 to 100, as in 0 guys and 100 girls, because I feel like I've never seen a, a male Lapras, but that might just be me. That might be a little hidden lore. Uh, it has a catch rate of 45, or 11.9%, so it's about as hard to capture as a starter Pokemon, which that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't sound fun to catch, but you know what, that's just what it is. That's not, it's not de very difficult, but it's also, it's, it's rarer than your average Pokemon, it's harder to catch them now, but, that's about what But it's no Mewtwo. It's no Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is within the egg group of monsters and water one. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but. So, yeah, a little fun fact. Uh, in the egg groups, there are three, uh, water egg groups. Water one, water two, and water three. This is because I'm pretty sure by far water has the most Pokemon. And it has the most, there's a lot, every generation there's a bunch of water type Pokemon, a bunch of Pokemon that are related to the ocean in some way, even if they're not water type. So there's a bunch of, because each one's, there'd be just, if there was just one water egg group, that thing would be huge. So they split it up where water one uh, holds mostly Pokemon that are both land and water based. Water two are mostly fish-like with a few of the Pokemon being based on like cephalopods or other tentacled creatures. Water 3 are mainly Pokemon that resemble aquatic invertebrates. So there's a little fun fact for what Water 1, Water 2, Water 3 mean, and then it also gives you a general idea of what Pokemon that Pokemon can breed with within what water water groups. Oh, so Water 1 can't like go with Water Group 3? That is correct. Huh, mm -hmm. I did not know that. Well, I didn't know about the water groups, but now I learned that too. So, it has a long hatch time of 10,282. 10,536 steps. That sounds like a plethora of steps. Yeah, that's about twice as much as pretty much any other Pokemon we've talked about. Uh, I'd say about three to 5,000 seems to be about the quote-unquote average. So this is very... Very high. This is for rare. This is the rare Pokemon hatch time. This thing has a height of 8 feet 2 inches or 2.5 meters. This thing is tall. It is basically a giraffe but a turtle. So you could like, mm -hmm. can you ride this thing in the games? Uh, yeah, there are games where you are able to ride it. Alright, cool. And it says, while in Gigamax form, Lapras is 78 feet and 9 inches. Or 24 meters tall. That is ridiculous. Also gave its Gigantamax. Gigantam. Oh. What did I say? Megamax? I think you said G Gigamax. Gigamax. Gigantamax. I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm new to this. It's fine. I Hey, Gigamax sounds just as cool, if not better, honestly. <laughs> Gigantamax. So. Okay. Its weight is 485 pounds or 22 kilograms. I thought I was done with this, but I'm only halfway through. I didn't uh, bother to... I highlight the rest 220 kilograms what did i say how am i butchering this you so said, bad you said, you, you said 22 <laughs> 220 kilograms <laughs> i'm sorry all it's, listeners that aren't from america <laughs> it's just like a balloon <laughs> oh, it's gigantamax i almost said gigamax again weight is listed as three question marks 
that's scary. I, you could probably do math to find out, but that seems... I'll... I'm not going to do that. I was going to say I would, but math is not fun. My guess is that they just didn't have a scale big enough to weigh this thing. Uh, yeah. That's my wholehearted guess. Uh, in generations one through four, floor. Goodness, I can't do this. But I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna power through this. Lapras has a base experience yield of two hundred nineteen, but from generation five on, it begins. It becomes goodness becomes one hundred eighty seven. <laughs> I've almost done. <laughs> <laughs> it has a leveling rate of slow, which means you need 1,250,000 experience points to get it to level 100. That sounds like a lot, especially because it says slow. This is not technically the slowest. I believe there is one, because there are two non-linear leveling ones. They're like erratic and fluctuating, and I can't remember which one's which, but one's extremely fast to get to level 100, one's extremely slow to get to level 100. But hmm. when we get to a Pokemon that has those... We'll, we'll probably take a little bit of a deeper dive into those. Yes. Upon being defeated, it gives out two, not one, but two, EVs into your HP stat, making it healthier and tankier. It is the only Pokemon body group of Pokemon with fins. This thing's body group is a lie. This thing looks nothing like a fish. It's a turtle, if anything. That wasn't in the Google mm -hmm. Doc, I am just saying that. It has no footprint. This brings me to my second problem. I feel alright. Let me let me rant here for a sec. The shape of the footprint most of the time are off. This thing definitely has a footprint, even if it just looks like a steamroller went through your neighborhood. Yeah, footprints were a thing in like I don't want to say it was like somewhere between like three to five. It wasn't a super popular thing, like because I think it was technically supposed to be a way to like oh, you can find the Pokemon with its, like, foot. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, no one no one really cares about it. But now you, thanks to you, Gabe, I now really care about a Pokemon's footprint. Yeah, all right. Nintendo, I know you're listening. You're always listening. I, I will draw you a very poor picture of every Pokemon's footprint. Give me the Pokemon, and I'll, I'll draw you a very bad picture. Unless it already has a decent footprint, and I'll leave it. Anyways. It has no footprint, mainly because it's a Pokemon with fins. That's wrong, but fine. So its footprint would be just the entire bottom of its body. Yes, I can agree with that. It has a base friendship of 70, and all except Sword and Shield, but is reduced to 50, like most base 70s in the game. Hmm. That is interesting. Thanks for doing the, uh, well, actually, honestly, what I consider the hard part. Oh, what? Part? I took the hard, I, I can do that again, if you want me to <laughs> say Gigamax again. <laughs> No, I'm probably no. I'm just thanking you because that's always the part I look forward to the least. All right, if you hey listeners, if you like, hey Blake's ten times better at that, then just yell at me in the comments, and I will never do this again. But I'm gonna do this every week now, unless if Blake says yeah, otherwise. Yell at us with a five star review. <laughs> Absolutely yes. Be like this man's awful at reading five stars. Yep. <laughs> that's that would really that would really get us. You'd really show us. <laughs> So yeah, now we can we'll get into Lapras's looks and it's what it's maybe designed after. Lapras's design is it's pretty much confirmed to be based around the Loch Ness monster or like a plesiosaur. On top of that, it has a hard gray shell on its back with these small bumps on it where likely people would hold on to. Since it is a transport Pokemon, it holds people on its back. So the shell is likely based around a group of extinct marine reptiles called I'm probably going to butcher this, Placidonts. On top of its head is a small blue horn, has these two small curly uh, kind of ear-like things. And when you look at it head-on, it's kind of meant to make it look like the masthead of a Viking ship, as long then with its body being like the hull. Now the bottom half of its body is a cream color, and that's about the gist of what Lapras looks like, what's designed around, and when you put it into its shiny form, uh, it turns its light blue skin into a light purple color. And its cream colored underbelly turns ever so slightly darker, a little more tannish. Uh, it kind of just fits the color scheme more. When it goes into its Gigantamax form, it becomes much larger and more armored. Its shell begins to resemble that of a cruise ship, 
with four gray and red stripes surrounding it and it has four spikes on top of its shell with a steel spike resembling a funnel. A light blue ring of thin lines resembling a music sheet created by small ice particles circle its shell. So that's for its looks and now we can go into its major appearances with Bobodabom. Gabe, he's taking more. He thought I was gone, but I'm back with a vengeance. So, major appearances. In episode 84 of the original anime, The Lost Lapras, Ash and his friends save a baby Lapras from a trio of thugs. And then again from Team Rocket. I'm That's basically the same thing, a trio of thugs and Team Rocket, but... A separate trio of thugs. Thrugs, gosh! My speech level goes down like 10 years when I do this. <laughs> Ash then caught the Lapras and was mainly used for transportation between islands in the Orange Archipelago. That's not right. What is it Archipelago? Archipelago. Archipelago. That was close. Yeah, that was, that was close. It, was, it, it just cut out the, that one little part every both times you said. Just kind of yeah. like cut it out. From I'll, I'll audio, try and fix so. my headset. Yeah, stupid thing. Getting a new headset also. Sorry that my headset's bad. Uh, also, there are, again, there's a few other appearances it's in but it's mainly the same lapras so i'm like I'm like it's just like oh it left during this episode and i'm like i don't feel like this is the biggest part of our show i don't feel like people are like oh they're they're riling up to hear about the major appearances of a pokemon yeah so i kind of just you try to keep that part a little a little lower it's a nice one so now it is it's nice to know just like kind of gives us a firm of like the history when they decide to show the yeah the history the anime because anime is cool yeah now uh we'll go into the pokedex entries so in the first games of red and blue it was stated that lapras is a pokemon that has been overhunted almost to extinction it can ferry people across the water i do like that because this is a rare pokemon in the games i do like that in the lore it also is a rare pokemon it's been overhunted it's cool and then it's used for also goes into its transport but I do like this. It states this multiple times. You'll hear this again a few times. Like, oh, it's such a... It's been overhunted. And it's like, what? There might be a redemption arc coming yeah. up. Who knows? Well, one of the best Pokemon things I've ever heard is a little kid was playing and he'd catch a bunch of Laprises. And then when he'd catch mm-hmm. them... Or, no, he would breed them and then he'd release them out into the wild because he heard that they were extinct. And I thought that was like the most touching story I've ever heard. And... This is in a game, of course, so some, like, kid in real life was doing this, and I, I, my heart melted just a little bit over hearing that. Yeah, that was, I think I, I heard that same story, that's like, dude, I'm like, I, I do not have that same heart that that kid obviously does. Mm-mm. He, we need to have him here, because he obviously cares way more about this than we do, and I thought I cared a lot about Pokemon, but he, he's invested. Yeah, I want to see that kid, like, 15 years from now, and just how he saved the world from hunger or something. Because you know he's done something mm-hmm. just just amazing. Alright. Actually, he's the one who stopped World War III. Little I knew back. it. Uh, I thought that was him. Alright, well now I know. So, now that I am ready, Yellow, a gentle soul that can read the minds of people. It can ferry people across the sea on its back. So, wait, it can read minds? Yes, it reads. It can read minds. Because those are very... Two different sentences, but they're in the same little block. But yeah, it does that huh. a lot. Like, cause like also in the past when it was like, oh, this thing's like extinct, and it carries people across the water. It can read minds. It carries people across the water. Yeah, it went from a hundred to zero really fast. It's like it can read your mind. Yeah. It can also it also acts as a boat. It's like oh well, cool. Mm-hmm. Which uh, as we will then move into, which kind of works again into that into in pokemon stadium it says that capable of understanding the language of humans it enjoys fearing people on its back it's on the verge of extinction (laughs) so that that's it covers three different there's three sentences each covering a different thing in that thing as well i i didn't even read the first part i i i didn't even understand it for a second capable of understanding languages of humans that went over my head that went from 100 to zero to back to 100 yeah so it reads your mind and it knows what you're saying so as we we're kind of talking about two episodes ago uh the comfy this is not a pokemon that should be being eaten 
because it's it's just as intelligent as we're. It's like it understands human speech and it's can read minds. First off, whack. Yeah. Like this is intelligent Pokemon. I also appreciate how it says it enjoys ferrying people on its back. Like it is, it's good to enjoy the work that you do, and it it does. If it yeah. if it said it hates ferrying people on its back, then I'd be very sad and I would never want to write a Lapras again. But like, hey, everybody's having fun. I get a little boat ride, and it gets to have a little fun. That's the best. I do like that they're saying, like, it's not that people enslaved Lapras, and they're, like, making it do this. No, it actually, no, this is something that it pretty much was like, hey, if you want to ride on my back, that's that sounds lit as hell. <laughs> yeah, that was the voice I gave Lapras, too. It was like a Yeah, I feel, a I'm pretty deeper, sure that's what everyone's. Yeah, that was the exact thing. Just give it a little southern charm. <laughs> Alright, so on to the gold. They have gentle hearts. I feel like I've already read this. Because they rarely fight, many have been caught. Their numbers have dwindled. Just another sad note there at the end, but... Yeah. Kind of letting you know, these are kind of pacifist Pokemon. They don't... They're not a huge into fighting, which... Maybe we shouldn't be using Lapras in competitive then. They seem to just want to carry people around. They don't really want to fight. They want to be a boat, not a tank. They're, but hey, if they're, I, I feel like if they're supporting their team, I think they'll, they'll, they'll accept it. They're like, well, I'm helping my, helping my team. Yeah, because they carry the entire team. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not. Oh, no, really. not really. Shoot. Competitive, not, not full, not exactly. Sadly, I like Lapras a lot. Yeah. But. Uh, in silver states, it ferries people across the sea on its back. It may sing an enchanting cry if it is in a good mood. So, Lapras sings. That's about what it's given you. It also says enchanting. Uh, it says cry. I don't think it's actually crying. I think it's more of like the Pokemon sound cry or whatever that they say. But it, it sings and, yeah, it's hmm. apparently probably a pretty good singer from the sounds of it. Uh, in Crystal, it says, This gentle Pokemon loves to give people rides and provides a very comfortable way to get around. I like this very much. So, not only does it enjoy having people ride on it, it's also, as it says, comfortable. It's going to be nice to ride on the Lapras. I feel like it would be more comfortable to ride with, like, a little booster seat or something so I don't have to sit yeah. on the, the hard shell. But, I don't know, I haven't done it, so I, I can't really say what's good or not okay in ruby and sapphire it says people have driven lapras almost to the point of extinction in the evenings this pokemon is said to sing plaintively as it seeks what few others of its kind still remain this one is super depressing why they they're like this loves to give people rides and then it cries at night singing to its dead brethren pokemon <laughs> pick a path <laughs> I can't it deal says, with this. It sings plaintively, and what plaintive means is like sad. Is it just pretty much means sad? So it says it sadly sings, trying to find others of its kind. It's like, so it not only does it is it been hunted to pretty much extinction. It understands this and is like super sad about. It. And it's like, this is an intelligent creature. It understands that we, the humans, the disease, have hunted <laughs> it to extinction, and. The Pokemon world needs a cor well, actually, Lapras are back, which we will talk about later. It does not current. Maybe that's what. Maybe Pokemon has had the. Oh, <gasps> okay. No, we're not gonna get Pokemon. I'm not even gonna put that mind in my head. Put the wait. Put the what? Put the mind in your head. Put the thought. <laughs> put the thought in your head. Yeah, <laughs> I was God. like, wait, wait. So I don't know why I've just thought of this. How are they going extinct? Like, are they? Like, I know it's people, but, like, are they eating them, hunting them for sport, and putting the shells on their walls? Uh, it's, it's Carpet? Never, Clothes? I don't think it's ever specifically stated. I could see that um, Lapras could be a, kind of like elephants, where, like, maybe their shells are, like, kind of like the ivory, where, oh, people want ivory for different reasons. They might, it might be something similar to that, or that maybe there's something or it also would be possible that they are they are a nice looking pokemon it could be people are capturing them and putting them but not allowing them to breed could be another idea so that they're not so it could be just that a lot of lapras were taken away so the amount of their breeding has gone strictly down and they keep having so it could also be something along those lines uh i'm not 100 percent sure it's never uh, explicitly stated from what i can see of why the lapras are hunted but those are a few of my personal 
concepts and ideas why that might be. All right. Yep. Next, we're jumping all the way up to Pokemon Moon, where it says this Pokemon, these Pokemon, were once near extinction due to poaching. Following protective regulations, there is now an overabundance of them. So, that one kid, he brought the Lapras yeah. back. That kid's done it again. Hashtag Return of the King, baby. <laughs> In two, Ultra Sun, Knowledge. It likes swimming around with people on its back. In the Alola region, it's an important means of transportation by water. More swimming, more people, transportation. Yep, that's pretty much that that one's pretty much all about just like oh it's specifically in Alola brings in I I like that that one is bringing in that specific region I like Pokedex entries that kind of relate to the world a little more directly mm -hmm. in Ultra Moon it says they've been so cherished that there's now an overabundance the fish Pokemon population has declined in waters with too many Lapras there's never a positive <laughs> it's always a negative with these. The they they rebounded the so they overcorrected so hard that now they're they're ruining the environment in a different way. Oh. But this does show, unlike in the anime, that Pokemon do eat other Pokemon because this is saying that it's th that Lapras eat fish Pokemon and that they are now eating too many of them. Which, while logically it does make sense, it does just feel weird because they never talk about that. They never really show it. I think they do technically, they might show it a few times in the anime with people eating, like, a Magikarp, maybe? Just um, Magikarp's one of the few Pokemon that have, I think, have actually been shown being eaten. Imagine just watching the anime and you see a Lapras just swallow a Magikarp whole, and they just don't acknowledge it, because they see it all the time. I could not imagine that. That'd be so weird. No, because, now, have they been doing that since the beginning of the anime? If they had made that into kind of, like, one of their staples, I think it wouldn't be worth But it's because they never show, they never really acknowledge that side of the world. Yeah. That it just feels wrong. I could actually see, like, insert frog Pokemon here, like, gobbling up a little insert flying insect Pokemon here. Um... I thought a shellfish. I don't even know if that's a Pokemon, but it's also none of those. <laughs> oh, I'm struggling. You get the idea. I could see that. I bet that they might have had that in the anime. Maybe. Just like cr crunching on insect. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something there, like that I that I just haven't seen or ha don't remember. We're gonna watch every anime episode of Pokemon, and we'll tell you. Actually, we need to watch the movies still. We do, ooh, that could be, those could be some bonus episodes. I think yeah. that would be us talking about them, or like re reaction videos. Reaction videos, oh. I'm not a huge fan of reaction videos, but I do them if people want them. We could do one of those things where we, as we're watching it, we could have the audience watch it too, and they can oh, they can hear yeah. us kind of talk about it so that we don't get would, copyright because we're watching a movie. That would be, I think that would be cool. That would be cool. That would work. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll Workshop that. Shield. Crossing icy seas is no issue for this cold-resistant Pokemon. Its smooth skin is a little cool to the touch. So, I imagine it just goes on top of the ice and doesn't plow through it like a big boat. But I could be wrong. My guess is that yes, it would do that, and then... Wait, yes, it would do what? Plow, plow through the but ice? It would go on top. Oh, no, see. I think it would go on, go on top, or go around if it's able to, just because it's ice-type, so it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not worried about the cold in general. Uh, so, like, But I think if it had to choose one or the other, I think it would go on top because uh, if it couldn't go around, because, see, it is in Water Group 1, which is Pokemon that are water and land, so I assume that it has at least some land mobility. Okay. Uh, it has some ability to walk around. Not walk, move around. Crawl. So, next we're going to go into Gigantamax Lapras. It has a from one entry from Sword, one entry from Shield. From Sword, it says that over 5,000 people can ride on its shell at once. And it's a very comfortable ride without the slightest shaking or swaying. Oh, that, that sounds awesome. Also, a little uh, fact about Gigantamax Lapras. I don't seem to have put it in the Google Doc, like what it's... Oh no! I just skipped over Gigantamax. No, I did. No, I did talk about Gigantamax form. I am fine. I just didn't talk about what it's based around. The Gigantamax form is meant to look and remind you of a cruise ship. 
So this Pokemon really goes into the transport vibe when it Gigantamaxes. So it's like a cruise ship and it's very comfortable. And this in this form, I think it would just plow through ice as well. Oh, it's yes. 78 feet tall. I don't think it would notice that there's ice there. And it weighs a whole question mark, question mark, question mark when in Gigantamax form. So that can definitely get through it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say, when when you said it's comfortable without the slightest shaking or swaying, I'm like, that sounds like perfect napping time. And I'm not a napper, but that sounds beautiful. Anywho, shield. It surrounds itself with a huge ring of gathered ice particles. It uses the ring to smash any icebergs that might impede its graceful swimming. Yes, yes, it just plows through any ice in its way like a good titanic that actually works exactly this oh. is labras is just the good titanic and you know it's gonna ram an iceberg you're not even gonna feel it not the slightest shaking or swaying that sounds great honestly i want to experience that now uh, a few other just tidbits about lapras that kind of just fit within the pokedex entries area but like didn't weren't actual pokedex entries is that uh, it has been shown that Lapras is able to develop psychic abilities such as telepathy, which it does state in the Pokedex entry that it is able to communicate via reading minds and stuff, but is also able to kind of communicate that way a little more than just reading minds. Now, Lapras uh, has also been known to travel in large pods across the sea in both polar and tropical areas. It keeps in touch with other Lapras by singing its melodies. Now we can get into its uh, more competitive area, its stats, that type of stuff. So its base stat total is 535. It has an HP stat of 130. That is humongous. That is a amazing HP stat. Very tanky. Then we can go into its attack of 85, its defense of 80, special attack 85, special defense of 95. None of those are too stellar none of them are like horrible they're all kind of mediocre the special defense at 95 definitely not bad that's 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 pretty good but none of it's over the top but when paired with that hp stat they can do work now it has a slow speed stat of 60 that's not not very high at all very slow now something to note is that in generation one its special base stat was 95 now for you who do not know what that means they're like a special stat so in generation one there was not special attack and special defense there was just special that covered both of them Hmm. so lapras had a better special attack technically in generation one but then it was cut down to 85 which to be completely honest this was very good for the game but it did nerf a lot of pokemon because there were a lot of pokemon that were way too strong because like for example alakazam had a a super high special stat so it was really good special attacking but also means it was super bulky against on like its specially defensive side so again now that pokemon's still good to this day like pretty good but now it's not as bulky so hate to see it well i kind of like to see it game wise hate to see it nerf wise yeah it is Overall, it was, no, not overall, it was just good for the game. Just blank. I don't think there was really like, oh my gosh, you made the game so much worse. No, I don't think anyone would really say that. Now, did it make some Pokemon worse? Yes. But did it make the game worse? No. Now, in Generation 1, Lapras was actually pretty good due to it being very bulky due to its IHP and special stats. And it was one of the first bulky water types. And now, bulky water is a popular archetype within the water typing. I uh, just... It's very common. There's a lot of Pokemon that have very good defensive or HP, and it allows them to have kind of fulfill this role of role of being able to take a hat a hit and then set up and hit back. That's the general idea of it. Now it's had also had access to moves such as Body Slam and Blizzard, two amazing moves of the generation. Body Slam uh, had a I want to say 30% chance to paralyze the target and was just a good normal type move, so that was strong. Now, Blizzard was so strong in Generation 1 that it was nerfed in Generation 2 and then onward. Because back in Generation 1, it had a 90 accuracy. Well, now it has a base 70. And I believe it has like a base 110 attack power, which it was insane. It was one of the singular best moves of Generation 1. It was just 
ridiculously strong. Hmm. Now, once we get into Generation 2, Lapras starts to slip. Because Lapras's special attack in Generation 2 went down by 10 points due to the special split. And then the nerf to Blizzard also hindered its offensive presence because then it had to start relying on the move Ice Beam, while still a good move, did not have the damage output that Blizzard did. So it began to work on more defensive sets, such as um, a sleep, top t sleep talk set where you'd rest up and then you'd use sleep talk to use one of your other moves. So you get a full heal and you can still do things. And, or it oft often could also run different types of support sets with like roaring Pokemon out so they can't, so if they set up and then they just switch out, they have to switch into another random Pokemon or setting up different statuses. Now, it kind of just slowly went down and down, just kept kind of falling. And, and then we came to generation five and this, the next notable point came out when it gained the ability hydration and it did give it one cool set. So what you would do is you'd have some Pokemon set up rest and then you could have Lapras, uh, set, no, set up rain and then like with the move like rain dance or abilities such as drizzle, which set up rain automatically. And what you would do is you would rest. So you'd put yourself to sleep, gain all your health back, get rid of any other status conditions you have. And then at the end of the round, you would be, you'd be unsleeped. You would, the, the hydration would get rid of it because you're in the rain. So this would allow you at, whenever you want, you could just get full health back. Now, this was a bit of a gimmick, more than like a top tier set, just because it was only effective in the rain. So it wasn't a top tier like thing, but it was a good niche. It, it's a fun thing to run. I was going to say, it's kind of nice that you don't see like, oh, they just run the lap Lapras sleep thing again. Like, yeah, I, I hate when people just find like stuff like that and use it all the time. But yeah, it's fun if it's just like a little, hey, this is kind of neat. It's like, ah, very fun. Yeah, especially if you're running a, a rain team. It, it is a, it, at that time, it's, it was a definite thought you could put into your head. Since then, Lapras has just gone down and down and down. And it eventually settled into the PU, PU tier of singles, which is only one step above the lowest uh, thing that a fully evolved Pokemon can have, which is not recommended for use at all. Oh. But Lapras is, in P is at least not in that stage yet, which honestly, just because of its bulk, is going to probably keep it at least in PU. But, and also PU doesn't stand for anything. It's literally just like PU, as in it stinks. I was going to ask that, so, and I'm very happy that it is just PU. <laughs> it is, because they had all the other, like, U's, and I think that was kind of like a, some people enjoy, people like that it's PU, it's funny. But, yeah, it is a little sad, Lapras has fallen so low. Now, there are a few reasons why Lapras has fallen uh, to this level. Uh, a, power creep. So, in comparison to many other Pokemon today, it just isn't able to hold hold up with its stats. It's like they're they're just his stats are not as good, except for its HP stat. But but that's not able to cover its low speed. It doesn't have the defenses to really cover the the higher offense, higher damage that Pokemon are getting out nowadays. So it's not able to really hold its own in that way. B there are Pokemon out there that are way better bulky water types due to their typings, and Lapras just doesn't have the speed to be a great Dragon Dance user, which is another set it could run, because Dragon Dance, amazing amazing move, increases your speed and attack, but it doesn't have its base speed isn't high enough, its base attack isn't high enough to really utilize them, and just the fact of it being water ice type is Horror is just really is really bad because water and ice is a very bad typing because both like it's only real resistances or no not even it's only real resistance it's only resistances are water and ice which neither are bad like types to be resistant to but those are all you're resistant to and if you have water absorbed then you gain immunity to water but it doesn't give you anything new it just gives you it's it's more incentive to switch in in water. Now you also have no immunities unless you have water absorb, and then you have four weaknesses: fighting, rock, grass, and electric. These are all really bad. Like, well, I guess not all of them. Grass isn't the most common offensive typing, but fighting, rock, and electric are they're not types you 
that are making it easy for you to switch in on. And it doesn't have the other defensive utilities to really make up for that. And it's just, it doesn't do what it, what it can do as well as other Pokemon can. It's just, it gets outclassed in a lot of ways. So it fell. But this thing can ferry you across the ocean like a freaking champ. Just keep that in the back of your mind, okay? And it's going to enjoy it the whole way. So this thing this thing is a very non-combat Pokemon, it's looking like. Yeah. But it's good in other areas. Yeah, it even says in its Pokedex entries that it's not a huge fan of fighting. And yeah, so that's why it's probably it's probably just not giving all of its out. If if Lapras, if you just found like an angry Lapras who really liked fighting, it's pro- all of its stats would be like doubled, I bet. It'd just be so much stronger. Then you got something but going. S- sadly, we have not found that mythical Lapras yet. So it is going to be Search stuck on, in the PU. Now, I was doing some research on Lapras on like what type of sets should you run with it right now? Right now, it doesn't have in, in the, the, the regular singles metagame, it does not have a recommended set. There's just, it's not used enough. People haven't really felt like, oh, this is just a good set to use. There isn't one thing that's good with it. Now, if you're, it does have a set for monotype, which means that all of your Pokemon must share one type. And it's recommended for using on an ice type team. Now, this is an all out attacking set that uses freeze dry, which is an ice type move, which gains the same type of attack bonus, but it also is super effective against water types, gives you a little extra coverage. Hydro pump, which is a very powerful water type move. Ice Beam, which is the overall best basic ice type move, and then Thunderbolt, a good coverage move, giving you an electric type attack. You then would want to max out to special attack, put puts most of the rest of your investment into HP, since you're pretty slow. You're not gonna gain be gaining the heads up on anyone, so you want that extra bulk. And then slap on those choice specs so that while you can only use one move until you switch out, you gain a 50% boost to your special attack. So you're just gonna this is based on just doing as much damage as you can with your Lapras that has good coverage. Now, the rest of these stats that, sets that I'll be talking about just come straight from me, kind of things that I was looking at, the general ideas. You shouldn't think that they're going to be like these top tier things, but they're things that you can think about with using. They're a general idea of a set, mainly. So you could try running a Dragon Dance set, and it isn't going to be the best, but if you're in PU, it'll be... There's enough... Pokemon that are not very strong that you should be able to find a chance to switch in and begin setting up. Yeah, you can uh, begin boosting your attack and speed and then Lapras on top of that has access to some pretty decent uh, physical attacking moves and your physical attack and special attack are exactly the same base so you can just choose whichever one you want to go with. Now you could you could run a support set with moves such as Roar and Toxic on it um, along with maybe like a few offensive moves likely your stabs this will give you some support. Uh, and then you can run a defensive like sleep talk set where you fall, you put yourself asleep and then you use one of your other moves to attack with sleep talk. Again, not like a top tier thing anymore, but it is a viable, I guess, technically viable defensive set you could run with Lapras. So that is the sad history of Lapras and competitive it's not if you want more information on if you're just really into competitive lapras you can check out on youtube there is a channel called like how i think they're called false swipe gaming actually but false what gaming false swipe gaming false swipe okay uh, every week they come up with like an episode about like how good a pokemon was in the competitive scene and so that's going to go very in depth what sets what the exact sets are used, what exactly they did, what Pokemon were good against them, what Pokemon they were good against, what uh, use they had in maybe a in doubles formats and singles. It's going to go a lot more in depth on this type of stuff. So if you really want to know a lot about competitive, that's where I would check out. Next, we can begin to go into Lapras trivia. Yay! Whoop, whoop. So my first piece. There's like I have a lot here. A lot of the Gen 1 Pokemon seem to have a lot more uh, information. Yeah. So, uh, Gigantamax Lapras's signature G-Max move is G-Max Resonance, an ice-type G-Max move that inflicts damage and sets up Aurora Veil, a move that cuts all damage for your side of the field by half. Unlike the normal Aurora Veil move, Hill does not need to be up for this move to work. 
This is amazing. You use one attack, your enemies are doing half damage to you. That's great. That sounds amazing. Ever since Pokemon X and Y, if you catch a Lapras, there is a 100% chance of it holding a Mystic Water, an item that boosts the power of Water-type moves by 20%. In the Pokemon Red and Blue beta, Lapras was originally going to be called Ness, which is an obvious reference to the Loch Ness Monster. Or... Ness from Super Smash Bros. I was going to say that. Well, Ness is from Super Smash Never mind. I don't know where Ness is actually from. It's like Mother it's Earth, Earth Mother, yeah, Mother Bound. Earth, yeah. It's like Ur Earth, Earthbound? Earthbound. Now, in some official artwork of Generation 1 and in the Pokemon Adventures manga, Lapra Lapras has been depicted with teeth, whereas you won't see it having teeth pretty much anywhere else, which I like it better without teeth because it's it looks more friendly. <laughs> now, Lapras has the single highest base HP stat of all Ice-type Pokemon in the current game. So, ever since Gen 1, it has held on to its high HP stat for the Ice. Not for Water. Water is no... A lot of Water-type Pokemon have very high HP stats. Uh, foremost, Whale Lord. I was going to say, that was the exact one I thought of. That thing is a literal whale. Moving on. Lapras is one of two Pokemon to be seen using telepathy to speak to humans in a regular episode of the anime. The other Pokemon uh, being Ralts. Ralts? Ralts. It's a little... Gotta look up Ralts. It's actually cool. Evolves into some really cool Pokemon as well. Oh, uh, like yeah, Galate and Gardevoir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Ralts and its evolutionary line. Yeah. Now, Lapras, Lapras is one of Veronica Taylor's favorite Pokemon. Now, Veronica Taylor is an English voice actor in the Pokemon anime, notably voicing people such as the early Ash, uh, Ash's mom, um, May, and a few like some Team Rocket members and a bunch of other uh, minor characters. Not the main Team Rocket members. It says Hun. So she's voiced a lot, and she really likes Lapras, and she's a pretty big person in the Pokemon anime. Mainly due to, like, Ash and Ash's mom, May. Those are three huge, yeah. huge characters. In, X, in Pokemon X and Y, Lapras has a unique 3D model when surfing, whereas all other surfing Pokemon are depicted as dark blobs. This may be a reference to the surfing sprites used in Generation 2, which bore a striking resemblance to Lapras, likely due to Lapras often being used as a mode of transportation. So, if you're playing Generation 6, get a Lapras, you're going to get a ride around on it directly very fun. Something to note is that shiny Lapras uses the same 3D model as its regular counterpart while surfing. So if you have a shiny Lapras, it's not going to look any different than a normal Lapras when using that it. That is so dumb and sad. It, it is. Yeah, that is something that makes me sad. Now, another thing to note is that if you take a photo in Azure Bay, the player will be seen riding a Lapras even if there is no Lapras in the party. <laughs> I'm assuming that this is a bug. Probably, or but that's maybe, awesome. Unless it's like, that might be a place like, oh, you should take pictures, and it's just to make it look nice. But my bet is it's a bug. Or they purposely put like a photo bombing Pokemon in the game, which would also be really cool. That would be cool. Now, another fun fact. Lapras is able to learn the most one-hit knockout moves of any Pokemon, excluding Smeargle, because it can technically learn every move. It's complicated because Lapras is able to learn the move Sheer Cold, Fisher, and Horn Drill. Yeah, that's all of the facts that I have on Lapras. Uh, I just got one from the uh, Charmanthosaurus again. Uh, the picture is a little unnerving to say the least, but it says Lapras can turn its head a full 360 degrees around its body, much like an owl. This terrifies me. That but is, that is terrifying. Like, I don't know the evolutionary chain how it came to that, but yeah, you know what? I I kind of enjoy it. I'm just imagining you're riding on the back of a Lapras, and it's like it talks to you. It turn it turns its head oh. one eight. You're like, oh, hey, that's a lot. And then instead of going back the way it came, it just keeps going. And the, oh, is there a pop? And oh it just no, keeps, oh. no, it's not fun. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, so now we can go into a bit of housekeeping. This was a bit of a longer episode, but this Pokemon has a lot more information to cover. So, and also, 
hopefully you guys don't super care that it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to. Well, honestly, if you're listening, I don't think you're going to be like, man, I want to not listen to them. Like, longer, I want it to be five but... minutes long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you are like that, let us know. Email us, leave a five star review, do whatever or feels right. Put us up to two times speed. That could also probably Ooh. fix a bunch of your problems there. Dude, that probably could. We should just talk at two times speed somehow. Yes. I'll just innately have it at two times speed. So if you want to listen to us normally, you have to put it like half speed. If oh, that's even an option. That's, there might be. I don't know. There's one on YouTube, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think so as well. I don't know. But now to the actual housekeeping. So yeah, you can follow us on social media such as Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at thepokenomicon at gmail.com and you can vote on what, what type of Pokemon you would like us to talk about as well as any Pokemon related questions and then any suggestions on what we should change about our show if you think we should cover this, not cover that. Basic. Now, subscribe to us so you can get our episodes as quickly as possible. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps, like, a lot. So our intro and outro music is You're the Dummy from Derek Clegg's album Solar. You should check it out. Finally, our next episode will be coming out on the 18th, where we'll be covering Blake back for a final time. The Pokemon we'll be covering next week is Beedrill. One point of note is that we did get an email to cover a mythical Pokemon, and while for the person who emailed it, we will be covering it. It's going to be a couple weeks for legendaries and mythicals in general. We're going to want to make sure that we have all the information we need. We want to make sure that those episodes are good and we're not missing anything. So, just in general... If you're voting for a legendary Pokemon, it might be a week or two delayed before that episode actually goes up. Now, final thing is that for the contest, if you want to know the specifics of it, as of right now, you're going to be a 10% discount on the store. And if you want to get that code and you want to figure out if, it ra- if it's raised at all, you can check us out on our Instagram. I will be posting that uh, around the same time that I post that the episode goes up on Monday. Yeah, thanks. Okay, you can go back to the episode now. Thought you were actually gonna say a Pokemon, because <laughs> I, I I I read insert Pokemon here. I'm like, so Blake probably knows. I just I just I want to figure it out. It's Skitty. It's Skitty. That's probably not Skitty. You know what? No, we're saving we're saving Skitty for a rainy day. Yeah. So that's it for our episode this week. From what I I know, unless Gabe's gonna surprise me with something. I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. not today. Sorry. Okay. Not today, not today. Okay, whew. <laughs> that was scary. Yeah, so yeah, see you next week. You're taking that. You're the dummy that don't believe in science. You're the dummy that don't believe in science. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Waiting for the Gabe. Gabe, whoa. Waiting for the Gabe. Gabe, Gabe.